Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so guys are arriving in Indianapolis at the Combine. I don't think the workout starts till like the middle of the week. Thursday. Thursday is when they start? Okay, yeah. there you go. Thursday. I think quarterbacks are on Saturday. They did. Uh, they, it used to be like a two-day process before your workout where now they've, they've tried to stretch it out so guys aren't so exhausted. Because guys used to have to... You'd, have, you'd get woken up for your drug test at like 4 a.m., oh. which was like, yeah, now you can go back to sleep for an hour if you like. Yeah, whatever. And then you'd, and then you'd have like medical tests all day long and your Wonderlick and all that other stuff. And they, you'd do that for two straight days. And then on the third day, it's like when they got you good and tired, they'd have you work out. So now they've, uh, I believe, they give you three days in the lead up to the workout. Okay, yeah, because who doesn't want to spend more days in Indianapolis, right? <laughs> you know, it does, yeah, it does, in February. A yeah, it feels like that. Uh, what's that movie about the the train in the future? Snowpiercer feels a little bit like Snowpiercer. <laughs> you're you're so. stuck in this little. You can't go outside. It's too cold. It'll kill you if you go outside at all. And it's just hyper competitive within, mm-hmm. within this little bubble you're in. Yep. It's a combination of Snowpiercer and the NBA playoffs bubble from okay. COVID. <laughs> yeah. From Orlando. Okay, I like There's it. There's less sex going on. <laughs> yeah, than yeah, apparently there was with the Rockets at least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking at you, Daniel House. Um, all right, so so things to watch for for Texan fans over the next few days in Indianapolis over the next week or so. Um, number one, D'Amico and Nick Casario are both going to speak to the media. This will be other than other than Nick's little kind of media circuit junket that he did at the Super Bowl that one day, where he he came on with us, came on with McAfee. Um, they've both done Texans radio a couple times, probably. This will be this will be the first chance in a national media setting like this in a long, long time for D'Amico and Nick Casario. I'm anxious to see. I always like this one, and this is no disrespect to our local media who cover the Texans beat. I always like the combine, Seth, because yeah. you get to see what the topics are that the you know you get to kind of view the Texan through a national prism based on the questions that they're asking of both guys. Right. Yeah, and I think with uh, with. Casario, for instance, I think there's going to be retroactive questions about C.J. Stroud and what you saw and all of this and that and the other thing, which is in, it'll be interesting because <laughs> Nick Nick will get credit for taking C.J. Stroud. Yet at the same point, I think I think the Texans pretty much had the attitude that look just like just like D'Amico had said long before the draft, before all the other speculation and flat out lying by media members. Um, I think they were going to take whichever quarterback was available to them. They they had an opportunity to trade up to number one reportedly, but they thought it was too expensive. So they they liked both those guys. They know it's a crapshoot, and they were going to take one of those. In answering that question, though, like okay, well, would you have taken Stroud or what have you? Nick has to be careful because he never wants to insult CJ somehow and just saying you know. Yeah, yeah, there are a dime a dozen these QB prospects. We we're just going to take whichever one was available to. Yeah, him. yeah. he's lucky he was so good. Yeah. 
Which one are you and more? Look- he got up there and said, "No way in hell we were going to take Bryce Young." You're kidding me? You <laughs> Look at kid? him. He got squashed uh, like a grape. Oh, um, I thought about taking him, and I saw him weigh in, and I thought he was some kid that had snuck in there. I thought he was a YouTuber. I thought it was a YouTube prank. <laughs> so I just didn't want to overreact and you know, yeah, call security because then I know I'd have gone viral. That's right. Um, so D'Amico, noon on Tuesday. Nick Casario, noon on um, on Wednesday. I don't know that we're going to carry those live or not during In the Loop, but I promise you we'll have tons of audio from both of them. Um, number two, so that's number one, Casario yeah. and D'Amico. Number two, do any deals get done this week? I think that's what people need to remember. The Combine, ostensibly, is a place where a bunch of draft prospects are working out for 32 teams, but this there's hundreds of agents there. It's really a de facto summit meeting almost for the 32 teams, the front offices, and the various agents. It is a tamper fest, all kinds of tampering going on <laughs> there. Florio's going to write at least 19 Be posts ready. about that. Yes, the tampering that goes down. But nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> Except for me. No one's courageous. No I'm one's the cu- one that'll courage. talk about the thing that yes. nobody actually wants to read about either. The courage yeah. to bring it up on my website. Um, I think that... <laughs> I would say for Texan fans that Dalton... For me at least, Seth, I'm thinking, okay, if anything could pop this week, what could it be? Yeah, I'm going to say Dalton Schultz. I would put Dalton Schultz at the top of my odds board. You know what? We haven't mentioned this probably as much as we should have. The official salary cap figures came out Ooh, yeah. uh, this weekend, Dude. and it was about ten million higher than what people anticipated. It's yes, two hundred fifty-five million dollars. Yes, and they thought it was going to be around two hundred forty-five or so, or at least a lot of people did. And I don't know. I don't know how much maybe league insiders knew about this. There really weren't any leaks that were that said it was going to be more than it was. So there's a combination of like COVID revenue that had been put off, a bunch of new revenue streams from TV deals and gambling and all that have boosted the total amount of revenue. So that boosts the total amount of the salary cap. Because of that, I think there will be teams that were on the fence as to whether we could, uh, you know, franchise tag this guy or yes. not if it's going to be worth it 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 fits in really nicely with hey that 10 million dollar increase for a guy like dalton schultz that that covers two-thirds of what you'd have to pay him for the franchise tag yes and like i, I think that might very well work now you pointed this out last night when we were texting and i hadn't thought of this you scrooge it's that this also means that other teams can franchise tag guys that maybe they weren't going to like, uh, sure. like Matabike, for instance, mm-hmm. was the first guy I thought of, the defensive tackle for the Ravens. I would imagine that now the Ravens might feel like, okay, we had our plan for how we were going to get down to, to below the cap, but now we have this little bonus where, yeah, maybe we just go ahead and if we can't come to a deal with Matabike, we just franchise tag. Yeah, or there may have been teams that were thinking, okay, we got to cut this guy. And there would have been cap casualties. Yeah. Like I think overall, this increase in the cap, <clears throat> it, it would have, it would have been better for the Texans if the cap did come in at two forty five than two fifty five. Because keep in mind, everybody's getting this increase. It's not a team specific thing. So I, I think there would have been, I think there would have been more names out on the marketplace ultimately for the Texans, either via um, guys not getting franchise tagged or teams having to do more in terms of cutting guys to get under the cap. Now it just gives teams a little more flexibility to hang on to guys or to tag them. But that's a great point with Schultz, Seth. Like the amount that it looked like this was going to be two forty-five, and the amount it wound up being is almost identical to the franchise tag for a tight end. It's twelve yeah. million bucks for a franchise tag for the tight end. You know, um, 
So I we so we maybe we see something with Schultz, whether it's a deal or whether it's a tag this week. Yeah, the uh, the official numbers came out on Friday or Saturday. The, the tags, you tight, mean? Tight ends, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's only ten point eight seven eight million okay. this year for tight ends. So okay. uh, that's a that's a that's a bargain. I think my grandma, my grandma would have paid that, and she grew up in the depression for a tight end. Yeah, it's a relative pittance. She didn't let us throw away anything. She would have, she would have been like, "Yeah, pay Dalton, sure. I got, I got cash." That does feel low. That's what she used to say all the time. She did. Yeah, (laughs) go pay Dalton in cash. Pay, pay Dalton, bitches. Mm -hmm. That's what she would say. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three, uh, I don't think, I don't think this combine is going to be nearly as I'll call it prospect centric for Texan fans. Like, I don't know if people are going to go out of their way to watch defensive linemen running around. Maybe you will. I do think people are going to watch the running back day for the Texans. Um, but instead, Seth, I anxiously await the tweets of the Texans met with blank oh, at yeah. the Combine today. I like yeah. those. Those are fun. Yeah, you can't meet with everybody. You can right. only meet with so many guys. Yep. So, yeah, who do they choose to meet with? Yeah, man. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Texans meet with blank. Do you think that the Texans meet with any of the quarterbacks? Uh, they sure as hell aren't yes. drafting any of them, but I well, like yes, they'll meet. Sorry, with you say with any, yes, they will meet. I was because in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, what would there be a reason to meet with Caleb Williams or somebody? Um, not much, but I think with the, obviously the, lo- the 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 back tier guys, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I think they choose to meet with some of those guys. Okay, because those are at, like you're always in need. You're always looking for a backup quarterback. Yeah, um, you know, I look. Davis Mills is only under contract for one more year. Yep. Will they franchise tag him next year? I <laughs> doubt it. Mills. I doubt yeah, it. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Let me see what the franchise tag is for Davis Mills for next million year. 30 million bucks. It's uh, $38 million. Yeah, dollars. can't let D. Millie walk, man. <laughs> Still got CJ under a rookie contract, so you can afford to pay his back up $38 million bucks. Look, if Casario wants to get fired because he wants to go back up to New England or something, that's yeah. what he would do. That would be like the death by franchise tag. <laughs> suicide by franchise tag. Yeah. He would tag Davis Mills. That's right. Like, what are you going to do about it, huh, McNair he, family? He, he doesn't have a Lombardi trophy to tie to his bumper and drag around the parking lot, so he's just going to start <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. irresponsible things <laughs> with the roster. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, I will say this, number four on the list, uh, reasons to, to dial into the combine. I am interested in... in I guess I'll call it QB watch this week. Although you're the first one I've seen point this out. Caleb Williams will not be throwing this week. Jaden Daniels will not be throwing. They're going to wait yeah. for the cozy confines of their pro days to do that. Do we know? Yeah. Do we know anything about Drake May? He's the other guy in the top three. I haven't seen anything about him yet. He should throw. Uh, do the CJ thing, bro. Do it. Yeah. Then you look better. Yes. Now, did it help CJ get drafted higher than Bryce Young, who didn't throw? Bryce Young, who cowardly tucked his tail between his tiny little legs. And and slunk out the door early. Hi guys, I'm gonna show my leadership quality. You gotta take care of yourself before you can take care of others. What's up, guys? So How I'm doing? Gonna, Everyone good? Yeah, we're yeah. good. We're good, Bryce. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm so whichever QBs throw, I'll be interested to see. I always love the gushing on there too. But look at this guy. Look at the, look at him. Let it rip against the air. 
Yeah. Daniel Jeremiah, in his pre-combine press conference last week, brought up a couple things about Caleb Williams that, that made me think, all right, yeah, let's, let, me, let me not stop. It's so easy to pile on Caleb Williams and to, to hate the kid that's, yeah. you know. Cried on his mommy's yeah, shoulder after yeah. a game. <laughs> he had a rough season, but yet he's still uh, viewed as like the, a tier above everybody else by a lot of people. Some people don't, but most people, a lot of people view him as a tier above everybody else in his own category. Jeremiah did point out just how bad USC's defense was, and uh, they were bad. You know, Caleb yeah. Williams, like so, he, so he ended up. Sometimes when you question some of the judgment of some of the things Caleb Williams was doing, they were chasing points a lot. Like mm-hmm. they were just, they were gonna have to win these shootouts. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of just all right, grip it and rip it approach there, and that that he was undefeated when USC could manage to hold a team to less than 24 points. I guess the one thing we could see movement on this week, Seth, given where everybody is, you know, the proximity, is the Justin Fields situation. As long as you're bringing up Caleb Williams, that's kind of what it makes me think of, is the Bears, they almost, I mean, they need to do something pretty soon, just because free agency is going to be starting. I mean, I think it's... I think guys that go to Chicago, are largely, especially offensively, are going to want to know, are we playing with Justin Fields? Are we playing with Caleb Williams? What are we doing here? So I would expect that we could see some movement, if not some serious smoke, on when we're going to see some movement with yeah. the Justin Fields situation in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. That's um, Justin Fields and him unfollowing. <laughs> it wasn't as much him unfollowing the Bears on social media, but like him explaining that that he just wants to have an answer and find out is i felt it feels i guess it's like baker mayfield right when when the i mean baker mayfield was still on the roster when the browns were openly pursuing deshaun watson he was yeah and like you've got this former over first overall pick that's gotta you know be handled somehow it gets a little bit awkward so yeah i think with justin fields it's one thing you know with baker at least if they're signing another veteran quarterback, it probably doesn't sting quite as much as when you're Justin Fields and you might get pushed out the door by a, a new number one mm-hmm, overall pick. Mm-hmm. That part just stings right there. Yep. So I could see where he'd get up in his feelings a little bit. A little bit. Um, text message, if you could only pick one offensive player in this draft, who would it be? It'd be Marvin Harrison Jr., but the Texans aren't going to get him. I'm assuming you mean for the Texans, Texter. My, oh, okay. my, my dream is Brock Bowers falling yeah. to a range that Nick can trade for. Him. Yeah, exactly. I think realistically for what you need, and, uh, and, and that includes whether they keep Dalton Schultz or not. I mean, again, that, that increased cap space gives you the luxury perhaps of franchise tagging Dalton Schultz, maybe come to a new deal with him, um, but also bringing in another young tight end to work alongside him. Brock Bowers would be that guy. There's some speculation that, look, this Brock Bowers is a top 10 talent in the draft, but those top 10 teams are all going to be, most of them are going to be drafting for need, most likely. Mm-hmm. So a tight end might start falling down by the wayside. Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a, it'd be a, I mean, it's, it's not cheap to move up from 23 to 15, though. So I, I, like, I, I, I'm still skeptical that it would happen. Yeah, it's not. Given what they did last year. It's, it's not. It's, it sh- I mean, it shouldn't be quarterback prices, but the Texans damn near paid a quarterback price to move up and get Will Anderson, so who knows? Um, I, I don't, like, that's the one thing. Like, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but, but whatever the cost to move up is, Nick doesn't get scared of it. And I'm talking when he moves up to get Nico Collins in the third round a few years ago or moving up to get Will Anderson with the third overall pick. Yeah. I think this is a good point about the salary cap. Someone says free agent costs are probably going to go up to match the increase. I, I agree with that, but I do think like the franchise tag is a fixed cost 
that only you control whether you use it or not. That's the big, yeah. the biggest thing. The salary cap increase is going to impact our teams that are making decisions with the franchise tag. Yeah, with the franchise tag, there's nothing you can do to take that that money off the cap. You know, you have to maneuver, you know, finagle other guys' salaries and what have you. That's not really that's not a huge issue for the Texans. Other than that, if they were looking to be, I think if the Texans are looking to be aggressive in free agency, it's still going to look a lot like what Nick has done in the past, and that I think it's going to be shorter term contracts. So you can spread that out. It's just going to be a higher caliber of shorter-term contracts. Yep. But I'd be – he likes to have that flexibility. It's why in any given year the Texans always spend more money than you, you think they must be because they do a lot of one- and two- and three-year deals. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy the, – the stupid purchase I would make is the center out of Oregon, Jackson Powers Johnson. But there's – I mean, there's no way in hell they would do that unless they're really out on Juice Scruggs. Yeah. And, and I don't think they're out on Juice Scruggs. Juice Scruggs struggled, struggled at guard, but – I he struggled at guard in the way I think a lot of good centers would still struggle at guard. Yeah, um, like Scruggs just has that kind of body type that's uh, that's that's built more for center than guard. Uh, so I, I think they're going to give him at least one year to figure out his actual chosen position. And I'm optimistic about him. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Um, text message: Why are we trading up for a tight end and not for O line? Um, well, one, it's Seth's and my dream scenario, Brock Bowers, because Brock Bowers is the tight end we're talking about. I. I, I think if you're somebody who thinks the Texans are going to go balls to the wall to maneuver, go get O-linemen, use high draft picks on O-linemen, I think you're going to come away disappointed. I, I don't think they're going to do that. Well, this is what you got. You got to remember this. You got to remember this. They played with only two starting offensive linemen the entire season. They, had, they, they started off the season with four backups, some of them third stringers. Yeah. And by the end of the year, they were they were starting their like fourth option at center. Their left guard was a guy that it very it was backups like the the whole way through, um, including when Titus Howard was there. So your right tackle, your center, and your left guard were all backups and replacements. Some of them second and third and fourth stringers at times. So um, if Juice Scruggs can play center, you get Titus back to right tackle, and then it's just a huge question mark about left guard. But look, man. If you can't if you can't scrap together just a passable left guard, you don't you've already got guys that you feel good about at four year positions, if healthy and everything. You can't you can't go spending a first round pick on a left guard. No. I mean you could, I just don't think you need to. No. Yeah, you, you can be a Dude. really, really good offensive lineman uh, with one just blue collar guy at left guard if you have to. He better be Will Shields. If 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 the Texans in the situation they're in right now are drafting left guards with that twenty third overall pick, yeah. He better be a sure freaking thing, man. Well, that would be the thing, yeah. If he is I mean like the the Ravens strategy would just be like, yeah, no matter who we are, we're gonna we're gonna take a good guy. But there aren't a lot of stud guards in this draft too. No. So I mean, that's the other answer is there's a stud center, but I think the, the, the Texans got to play it out with Juice Scruggs there, which is fine. I don't think you're putting a square peg into a round hole there. Yep. And they're very happy with their offensive tackles. So and there's just not a guard in the first round really. All right, acknowledge me. We do it every Monday. We do it at this time. We acknowledge. Big performances from over the weekend, people that impressed us. You want to text in some suggestions? We're open to them. I've got a few in front of me right here, and we will acknowledge next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.